Hey, welcome to the Chad Franco podcast, where we will be talking all things lifestyle, fitness, nutrition, mindset, and anything else that can help you be the best version of yourself. My goal with this show is to share my years of experience to help you simplify your own health and wellness journey and understand how to meet yourself where you're at. Hey friends, welcome to episode 17, where today we will be discussing how to create a healthy lifestyle. Now, some of you might be thinking, dude, I already live a healthy lifestyle. Why do I need to listen to this episode? Well, hopefully and potentially there's some, you know, little tips, ideas, concepts that maybe you're missing out on or maybe you haven't paid attention to. And some of this kind of falls in line with the concepts around you don't really know how amazing you can feel until you feel amazing, right? And then once you've reached a certain level, right, it's kind of like there's no going back and you understand now that you know how good and amazing you can feel what it feels like to feel like crap, right? And then you look back on past life decisions, lifestyle habits, ways you were living your life, you know, as a whole. And you're like, what the hell was I thinking? So essentially, that's what today's about, guys. It's kind of uh, multifaceted, if you will. So I want to be able to help give some ideas and concepts to those people who maybe don't even know where to start to change their daily habits and live a healthy lifestyle. And then maybe some things that some of you haven't thought about or haven't tried, right? So some of it will be me asking you to maybe be a little open-minded about the things that you want to try implementing and maybe give you some new ideas uh, if you haven't heard of these yet. So uh, anyway, um, I made a post about this not long ago on the old Instagram. Um, and it was essentially, if I wanted to create a healthy lifestyle, here's what I would do, you know, putting myself in your shoes if you weren't living a healthy lifestyle. Um, and number one is, just like I commonly and often refer back to is my first episode, which is meeting yourself where you're at and or how to do so. And that is basically step one here on how to create and live a healthy lifestyle. And it's taking inventory on your current daily habits, making a list of what serves you and what does not. Um, and really it's, it's, uh, being able to differentiate what serves you right now in the present, i.e., um, you know, is it serving all of your basic needs, meeting all of your basic needs, supporting all of your basic needs, and then being able to differentiate are all of those things in line with where you're trying to go. So if you're someone who's trying to grow and evolve, which I'm assuming that you are, if you're listening to this podcast, that means you want to think about that person. You want to think about that place. Are my decisions and my daily habits that I'm doing right now, are those supporting the person, not who I am today, but are they supporting who I want to be in the future, right? So think about future you. Is it serving you? Are your current daily habits serving you now? And are they serving the person that you want to become, right? Now, I'm just going to start off by saying this takes time, this takes energy, this takes effort. You're going to need to sit down with a pen and paper and write out a little T graph that's like, here's all the shit that doesn't serve me and here's all the shit that does. Um, or do it on a whiteboard, do it in the notes section of your phone. You know, nerd out on your Google Docs spreadsheet if that's what works for you. Whatever makes you happy and whatever is most effective and least painful for you is what you want to use here. Um, I would personally be for this specific exercise, 
I would personally use either pen and paper or the notes section on my phone. That's most likely what I would do um, because you want to just be able to kind of sit down and brain dump all the stuff, right? Sit down, dump it all out on paper or your notes or wherever you're dumping it and then organize it, right? Maybe you got to move things back and forth um, or change and add things, right? So that would be number one, make the, make the inventory list. Then I would pick one item and from that list that you feel you have the bandwidth and capacity to change and implement daily. So obviously we're talking about daily habits here. So I'm just going to throw out some examples and I'll use a morning routine as an example, right? For the vast majority of people here on, you know, the Western continent, you wake up and hopefully you brush your teeth, maybe you use the restroom, you probably drink some coffee or eat some breakfast, and maybe you shower, you just get ready, and then you throw your clothes on and you go to work. Many of you run out the door and go to work and figure you'll eat whenever you're hungry later. Or maybe you eat a banana and your cup of coffee on the way to work. You know, the, the concepts or the you know, scenarios here could be very broad, right? And there could be so many different ones on what it looks like. But in general, let's just say you're the person with the nine to five and you wake up and you rush around, you get the kids ready, you feed everyone, uh, maybe yourself, maybe not, grab some coffee, run out the door, go to work, right? And this is kind of like on rinse and repeat every day. And so you got to think about what do you have the bandwidth and the capacity to change and implement every single day for the next 90 days, right? Now, um, I would like to preface this step by saying there is no magic in 90 days exactly. Yes, there's a lot of theories and a lot of, you know, data that might show that, you know, to make change and change habits, you need to do it every single day for 30 days. Or some people argue it's 60 I like the 90-day time frame because that is some enough commitment to prove to yourself it can be done forever, right? Yeah, 30 days is a great starting point, but I like to just think bigger, right? 90 days. Um, and then not to go down the rabbit hole of what it takes to make change, but uh, there's a great book, um, Somebody Fog. So I forget his first name off the top of my head. Uh I was just looking to see if I had it on my bookshelf, but I don't think I do. I have it on audiobook. Anyway, uh, Tiny Habits, the book is called. And essentially it talks about there's no magic amount of days. It's more about an emotional connection to the habits and um, the, that essentially dictating and determining how and when you actually make this said thing a habit, right? So... Anyway, you're going to pick an item from the list, right? That you feel you have the bandwidth and capacity to change and implement daily. So I'm just going to use this simple example because it's something very basic that a lot of people are not doing that can seriously change, have a big impact and, and make drastic change in just the way you feel immediately. And it has to do with hydration. And so for a lot of people, you don't wake up and the first thing you consume is water, right? A lot of times you get up, you're rushing around, getting the family ready, getting the kids up, making breakfast, throwing your clothes on for work and rushing out the door with your coffee, right? And so the first liquid that you have or the first substance you put in your body is coffee, right? So you're jacking up your body and your system with caffeine, not even hydrated yet. Um, so that would be number one. Well, it's one of my favorite things to just suggest to people. Do you wake up and drink water to start your day? What is the first fluid you put in your body that starts the day? So if it's not water, let's just use this example. You're going to wake up 
every single day. You're going to have a six, eight, 12 ounce glass of water next to your bedside or on your countertop in your bathroom. So right after, before you brush your teeth, you're going to pound that glass of water. So you're going to drink this water every single morning, right? For the next 90 days. That's it. It's that simple for starting, right? That is a starting place that you could do. Now, in my mind, and again, this is just my mind, maybe this doesn't sit well with you, maybe that sounds too um, intense, like too much to commit to, but it's seriously such a simple, basic thing that can help you start your day in a hydrated state and help your body also feel better. Um, hydration plays a significant role in your skin, in your hair, in your mental clarity, in the way your joints feel, in your body functions, and so many things. There's a laundry list of things that hydration plays a role in. Um, and if you've ever heard the concept about our bodies being made up of 70% water, it should make somewhat sense that your body needs water, it needs to be hydrated. And not just water, but also electrolytes. That's a whole nother conversation. But anyway, if you're not even drinking water yet, just start there, okay? So that would be step two. Then step three, um, you're like, man, I'm changing my life this year or this month or this summer or this whatever. It is time. It's time to make change. Kudos to you. Good job. Give it up for yourself. Pat on the back. I'm proud of you for making that decision that you're ready to make change. But please... Please do not sign up for the next Community 10K, the Jogathon, the 90-day fat loss program. Go on YouTube and you know sign up for the four-minute ab challenge, like whatever. There's so many programs, right? The program, the next best thing that's going to help you get your abs, lose the weight, get fit again, blah, 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 blah. Now, I'm not saying those things don't have their place and they can't be a good catalyst for the next thing. But like I've mentioned in previous posts before, um, a lot of times people go into these, you know, programs and, you know, 90 day things, 90 day challenges and don't have a plan for afterward. So if you can promise yourself and promise me that you have a plan for afterward, like an actual step-by-step -step drawn out plan for what you're going to do after the 10K, the Jogathon, the 90 day fat loss challenge or the, you know, sit up challenge, whatever it was, whatever challenge it was from whatever group you're a part of or community, right? That you have a plan for afterward because the challenge isn't going to do the thing that you're seeking. Unless it's to just get you off your ass and give you something to do. If it does that, fantastic. But make sure it truly is the catalyst that keeps you going. And in order to keep going, you've got to have a plan on what you're going to do after the fact, right? So, Anyway, that would be step three is I would not suggest signing up for any of those things, right? What I would do, however, and this is step four, is I would strive to move my body in a healthy way every single day, not only on the days that I feel good, not only on the days that the sun is shining, not only on the days that my neighbor Sally is like, let's go to the pickleball court. Okay, not that there's anything wrong with pickleball. I know it's awesome. Don't get mad at me, pickleballers. But every single day you would do something, right? You would go for a walk around the block after you eat breakfast or as soon as you wake up after you drink that water. You'll hold a plank in the kitchen while your food's warming up in the microwave or you're waiting for the chicken to be done on the grill. 
whatever. I could give you a billion scenarios here, right? You're waiting for your kid to clean up their room and make their bed. You're holding, you're in a wall sit in the hallway while you're waiting for that, right? Um, a million things that there are time when you're doing nothing, but probably scrolling on your phone, right? Or, you know, just standing there doing nothing, aimlessly staring into space, um, wondering why you felt got so far off track. So point being, there's something you can implement every single day that's as simple as walking your block, holding a plank or a wall sit, things that don't need any commitment, any extra time necessarily. You can blend it in to things you're currently doing. Hell, while you're brushing your teeth, you can be holding a wall sit in the bathroom, right? Close the door, lean up against it, hold the wall sit for the two minutes that you're brushing your teeth. I know most of you have those little electric toothbrushes that have a timer on them and they buzz and vibrate in your mouth until the two minute mark and they stop. Cool. Hold, you know, do pulsing lunges or squats or hold a wall sit against the wall while you're doing that. There's just some ideas, right? To start living a healthy lifestyle. And in my humble opinion, a healthy lifestyle means that you're active. You're moving your body every single day, right? You're using your God-given amazing body to move. You have these limbs. You have a heart that pumps blood and oxygen. Use those things. They're there for you to thrive. And the more awesome you make them, the more you can thrive. Um, some other examples there would be parking farther away than normal. So if you're someone who's like, I'm going to cruise the parking lot until I literally get the closest parking spot available because I do not want to walk any extra steps. Well, that's the wrong attitude. You've got two healthy legs. Use those bad boys. Chevro legs. You ever heard that joke? Yeah, I'm sorry. That was probably not a great joke. Anyway, um, so if you're, the, if you're that person, then I'm going to challenge you for the next 90 days. Just start with 30. Park farther away. Find the farthest parking spot you can in the parking lot. Park there and then walk farther to your destination. And then you get to get some more steps in walking back. And if you want to be really exciting with it, walk faster, right? Um, so there's just a simple idea, right? Using the stairs instead of the elevator. That's an old one. I think everybody's heard that one, but maybe you've never used it. So try your best to use it. You know, you don't need the elevator. I mean, maybe there's a time where you do, or you've got 10,000 items and you don't want to lug them up the stairs. I get it. I've been there. Um, but you know, if you've just got one backpack or one bag or nothing at all, then consider taking the stairs instead of the elevator, right? Get a little glute work in and then some quad work when you're going down the stairs. If you didn't know, that's how it works when you're doing it properly. Um, so then, uh, the fifth step or concept here would be after you've successfully proven item number two to you, if you don't remember item two, that was basically you picking an item that you feel you have the bandwidth or capacity to change, right? And that would be, in my example, drinking the water. So after 90 days, you've started every single day drinking a glass of water. Awesome. That should be habit now. You did that for 90 days straight and you've clearly felt the results from that by now because you're like, man, I just feel clearer. My body feels better. My aches and pains are a little more gone. They're not there so much. Um, and I feel better throughout the day <clears throat> just by drinking one extra glass of water per day to starting your day with, right? So you're starting your body in this hydrated state. So if you've done that for 90 days, awesome. You have crushed it. You've created a habit that is serving your goals of living a healthier lifestyle. So once you've successfully proven that to yourself, you're going to just repeat that process. You're going to pick another one like my other examples. You're going to be like, all right, next 90 days, I live in, a, in an apartment building or a condo building that has an elevator. 
I'm using the stairs every single day. Or I'm going to vow to park farther away instead of close for the next 90 days. That's my next thing, right? Now, these are, if you haven't caught on yet, very basic, simple lifestyle changes, right? Habit changes that you can do daily that are just part of normal life, right? Of course, depending on where you live and what your circumstances are like, you know, maybe you broke your ankle recently, you're on crutches. Okay, you can park closer until that thing's healed. And then maybe it's, you know, 20 below and it's snowing outside and like, you're like, Chad, I'm not even driving anywhere or I'm not about to walk farther in the snow. It's freezing ass cold. Okay. You have, you know, specific things that, um, you know, maybe making it less convenient, but that still doesn't mean you can do it. Right. Um, so you're going to repeat the process, pick the thing, right? Do the wall sit while you're brushing your teeth. Hold the plank while you're waiting for the food to warm. And these, again, are just some very basic concepts, um, but things that I feel anyone could implement, right? And then the next next one is going to be taking another inventory list, right? It's going to be taking a very hard look at your diet. Now, I would like to be clear here. When I say we're going to take a very hard look at our diet, I am not just talking about food. I am talking about all of the things that go into your body. Things can enter your body through your eyes, through your ears, things you smell, things you taste. They get into your mindset, depending on who you're hanging out with and what kind of environment and atmosphere you're putting yourself in. So I don't want you to lose sight that when I say diet, I'm referring to everything, your friends, your family, your nutrition, your environment, what you read, what you listen, what you wash, wash, what you watch, all the things, right, that you are doing, that you are consuming from all the different modalities and abilities that you have to absorb stuff, right? And I want you to be honest about what is no longer serving you for where you're headed. Not just where you're at, again, but where you are headed. Where do you want to be? If you want to create a healthier lifestyle, be a healthier you, be more awesome and amazing and be the best version of yourself you can be, You've got to be honest about what is serving that and what is not. And if me spending two hours every single night drinking a bottle of wine, watching Netflix is not serving who I want to be, then you got to get rid of that shit, man. You got to stop drinking the bottle of wine. And maybe you're like, I can't chat. It's what helps me sleep. No, it does not. And I think I've had a few conversations about this on this podcast as far as the evening routine, but alcohol is the worst thing you could put in your body for sleep. Maybe if you drink enough, you're going to black out and or pass out and think you went to sleep well because you just knocked out and went to sleep quickly, but that doesn't mean you're getting quality sleep. And this will require the majority of you to do some tracking, get a fancy little device. I got this cool ring on my hand. It's the aura ring. I've been wearing it for years and it tells me what my quality of sleep is like, what my body temp is like, what my heart rate is like, my HRV, um, all of the sleep cycles that I go through, how much I wake up and move around. So let me tell you, and I need to do a little split screen share of this sometime because yes, I do drink alcohol and I do enjoy living a healthy lifestyle also. Um, however, I limit it. And I know that if I drink it late into the evening, you know, within four to five hours prior to bedtime, it is going to significantly impact my sleep. And that is just one drink. 
So imagine if you have several or a bottle or multiple bottles of things, depending on who you are and how hard you go. Um, it is not great for sleep. Okay. And not only does it impact just your sleep, it impacts now your cognitive function, your mood, your body's ability to move your joints, your tissues, your hydration levels for numerous days afterward, depending on who you are. Right. Um, so anyway, sorry, got off on a alcohol tangent there. This isn't about that. Um, but point being understanding what you need to remove, right? So it's being brutally honest with yourself. So I might need to dump some friends. I might need to stop eating certain foods. I might need to start hanging out, stop hanging out with certain, uh, peer groups. I might need to stop listening to certain podcasts or specific music, stop watching specific types of shows, whatever it is, right? Take a look at all this stuff and what are you putting in your system? What are you allowing to come into your environment and atmosphere and be honest about what's serving who you want to be. And I should have prefaced this step with the, uh, fine print that this step is extremely hard and, and I'm not kidding, or I'm not just trying to be nice when I say that, but it is very, very hard if, and when you have to you know, essentially move on from friend groups or stop hanging out at your favorite local spot that you used to hang out at, or try to stop drinking as much if you're someone who drank drinks a lot, right? Those aren't easy things. And just to give you, I'm going to go off on just a quick story here about myself relative to alcohol. Um, I used to drink a lot. I was a very big partier in my twenties. Uh, I'm sure many of you were and can understand that and resonate with it. But I used to, this is back when I had a nine to five job that I knew I didn't want to be a part of for the rest of my life. And I would go work this nine to five, which was significantly earlier than nine. It was in the construction industry. Anyway, let's say Monday through Friday, I would go bust my ass working for 12 hours a day, right? And I would come home. Sometimes I would have a drink. Sometimes I wouldn't, but usually I would go, typically I would go to the gym right after work. And then after that, sometimes I would have a drink, but back in those days, um, let's say my early all the way to late twenties. So basically the decade of my twenties, you know, I was a pretty typical Friday, Saturday, Sunday binge drinker. I would party my ass off, man, had some great times. Also, a lot of times I don't remember too vividly. Uh, but point being is when I started to realize that, you know, my body wasn't looking the way I wanted it to. It wasn't as lean as I wanted it. I was kind of starting to feel like shit for more than just Monday, right? It was kind of dragging into Tuesday. And the first thing for me was it was impacting my workouts. It was impacting my training. I didn't like the way I felt. I liked when I, my body felt good. I liked when I had energy. I didn't like feeling hungover, sluggish, and blah, right? And so that was when I first started to make the shift. And that first shift was like, okay, I'm not drinking on Sundays anymore only drinking Friday nights and Saturdays. And then Sunday is my recovery day. So Monday I can hit the ground running, feeling good. That was my first change to a living a healthier lifestyle. Right. Um, then fast forward years later, um, I actually quit drinking completely for like a year. Um, and then I slowly gradually kind of got back into what I call and consider social drinking. Right. So I will have drinks here and there, depending on the social outing. Um, and of course, sometimes this isn't to say that there aren't still the binge weekends, 
uh, depending on events and how big they are and the crowds of people that they're with. Um, I still most definitely do those things just um, at a significant m minimum relative to what I used to do. Right. So, so that was my first shift. Um, and just speaking on the alcohol front, right. Is like, Hey, I feel like shit. I don't want to feel like shit. I want to feel better. So I'm going to stop doing that. Right. And that was me taking a very hard look at the things I was consuming that weren't serving who I wanted to be and where I wanted to be. So that continues on uh, into nutrition, right? Now I'm eating and drinking these things and I could be making better decisions there. So instead of this, you know, sugary process filled coffee creamer that I used to use way back in the day when I started drinking coffee, uh, which I think was like 30. I didn't have my first glass of coffee, cup of coffee till I was 30. Didn't even like it. I used to hate it. Um, so anyway, that was the, you know, way that I was able to drink it, put the flavory, yummy coffee creamer in there, um, that made it taste sweet and good. Um, and then, you know, after getting further educated on the amount of crap and garbage that's in the majority of those things, sure, you can find healthier versions nowadays, but if it's got sugar and processed crap in it, probably not the best for you and didn't align with who I wanted to be and where I wanted to be. So I went ahead and ditched that, just started drinking black coffee. Uh, fast forward to today, now I drink bulletproof coffee or a version of, right, MCT oil and some ghee uh, with some collagen protein in there. Not really about the flavor, um, just more about the what it does for my health, my cognitive function, my well-being. And, you know, I have one of those special... Uh, gene blends that functions well on a high fat diet. So having more fat in my diet, healthy fats, that is helps me to function better. And my body likes that. Um, learned that through trial and error and testing over the years. So anyway, um, going back to the beginning of exercise six, just understanding what your diet looks like, right? What do you need to remove? And again, following the same system, right? Pick one thing that you need to remove from the diet. Do it for 90 days because dudes and gals, it's going to be hard, hard AF to remove the things that you love and that you, you know, have are known to be a part of your life. Like it's not easy to remove things, especially when it's friends and environments and things that you love to consume. So removing them, get rid of it for 90 days and then pick the next thing on the list. Right. And then number seven for, um, you know, how you would create a healthy lifestyle. And this one is also tough, but it's one of the most important things. And it's ensuring that you're cheering for yourself along the way, reminding yourself that you can do the uncomfortable things because guys, it's not easy. Our culture and society does not make it easy to live a healthy lifestyle. You are the minority, just like I have had a podcast that discussed if you're fit, being fit makes you a minority. Choosing to live a healthy lifestyle can go hand in hand with that. And you are the minority. It's not easy to live a healthy lifestyle. It's frowned upon if you want to make healthy decision versus making a unhealthy decision, right? And that's crazy, crazy to me. And going back to, you know, removing things from your environment and looking at your diet, when I think about friends and my peer group and the people I'm rubbing elbows with and choosing to be around and invest my time and energy with, if they're not supportive of me wanting to be my best self, you need to seriously ask yourself if those are people you really want in your corner. You know, if they're just going to, um, 
you know, give you shit and make you feel bad and guilt trip you and shame you about not wanting to drink or about not wanting to eat the thing or do the thing or, you know, come over for movie night when you're choosing to, I don't know, educate yourself and pass a course for something that you want to do with your life. Like those are the things that really start to shine the light on who's supporting me here and who's on my side and who really wants to see me succeed and who doesn't, right? So a lot of times making those decisions will kind of help you figure out who you want in that circle, who you want in your life and in the, uh, helping support the environment you're trying to build. So guys, just a reminder, it doesn't matter where you currently sit. I don't care how healthy you already are and I don't care how unhealthy you are. Wherever you are, please remember you right now in this moment have the power and the opportunity to start making changes right this very second. You could be holding a plank while you're listening to me. You could be leaning up against the wall doing a wall sit. You could be sipping on some water instead of that glass of wine. Whatever it might be, you have the power to start making the changes right now. And that's all it takes. It's the small changes that might seem pointless and like, eh, what's the point? Oh, okay, drink a glass of water every morning. Oh, okay, go walk around the block every day after I eat dinner. Uh, it's not worth it. That's not going to make the changes I want. I guarantee you, yes, it will. You do that small little change for 90 days, and I promise it will be the catalyst that steps you into making the next set of changes, right? So don't downplay those small little bite-sized changes, guys. Understand that that's where it starts. That's where we all start. Remember my story about all I did was stop drinking on Sundays and only drank Friday, Saturdays. And man, I think it even went harder then because I was like, well, I only got two days to do this, guys. So we're going hard. Um, and yeah, that's, I look back at that now and I'm like, what an idiot, dude. That was not healthy or smart at all. But that's where I was during that time in my life. And it's what's helped me get to where I am now. It's what has helped me appreciate and understand one, the challenge for people and for my clients who are trying to stop some type of habit like that. And also it's helped me understand the value of feeling good because man, it feels freaking awesome to feel good. Let me tell you. Um, so if you want to be a healthier you, if you want to live a healthier lifestyle, don't poo-poo the small bite-sized changes, guys. They are so valuable and you just have to commit to it. Commit to the little things and they will turn into the big things, right? And understand that habit change, changing daily habits, daily tasks, your lifestyle, it is hard-ass work, guys. It is not easy. It is really, really hard. So me asking you to make some little change for 90 days, you might be like, that's easy, Chad, no big deal. But 30 days in, you might be like, okay, I've missed a few days here and there, and this is challenging, and I kind of don't want to do it anymore. Or, man, it's hard telling my friends no. Or it's hard telling my wife or my spouse that I don't want to have the glass of wine tonight with you because I want to sleep better. Like that's where, that's a whole nother podcast, right? Our uh, emotional support team at home and, and or our partners. And do we have that support? Are they supporting us wanting to be a healthier version of ourselves? Or are they trying to sabotage it or maybe inadvertently sabotaging it because they're addicted to the thing, to the Netflix, to the bottle of wine, to the, you know, martini, to the whatever, right? So it's just understanding if you truly want to live a healthier lifestyle and you don't know how and where to start, just about understanding what you have the capacity to handle, what you're willing to make little changes with, and trust that those little changes will turn into the big changes. All right, guys, I hope this helps you get on track with 
changing things and moving into living a healthier lifestyle. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to drop me a DM. I would love to shoot you my lifestyle audit. Um, it's something that I offer for free. It's something that can just help people, you know, go down the checklist and understand like, all right, here's where I am and here's where you need to start. I would love to chat with you about it. So I hope this helps share this episode with anybody that maybe, you know, wants to start a healthy lifestyle and just needs a little, you know, kick in the pants or some ideas on some basics to start with. All right, friends, have a fantastic day and I will see you on the next one. Thank you for choosing to invest your time with me today. I hope that some of the information shared is something you'll be able to implement into your own journey. And friends, please remember, you are not just here to survive, you are here to thrive.